This morning, the psalmist gives us a good piece of advice. Do not fret. Don't fret because of evildoers, of what their nefarious behaviors gains them or how they'll prosper. And by all means, don't turn that fret in on yourself, worrying about things over which you have no control. Fretting has become such a way of life for us, we hardly even recognize it when we're in its midst. I suspect Tammy and I can tell you that a good portion of sermon preparation each week gets lost to fretting. Fret comes from the old English word, and if I'm mispronouncing it, I apologize, freton, which means to devour like an animal. Another definition is to be constantly or visibly worried and anxious. I suspect we can probably identify with that one. And the third one is to gradually wear away at something by rubbing or gnawing. That's, that's a tough one. This is such an apt description of what happens to us mentally, spiritually, and even physically when we fret. Our souls, our spirits, and our bodies are gradually worn down by anxious behaviors, perseveration, and sleeplessness. We spend such time and energy mentally correcting real or perceived injustices. We immerse ourselves in and fret about the behaviors of those around us. Here's some examples. Why don't they? Fill in the blank. If only they would. Why didn't they? In our relationships, in our jobs, our churches, our communities, our countries, we play and replay the same tired tapes in our minds. And our response is no better. We fret about what we could have said, should have said, the next time will say. Good Lord. <laughs> Here's what's wrong about fretting. It saps our energy and it ties us to the past. We get caught up in what happened to me, what they did to me, whoever they are. It keeps us focused inward. It prevents us from taking positive action, from moving ahead and growing be beyond our circumstances, and more importantly, growing in Christ's love. Fretting keeps us stuck. This is not kingdom living. Fretting keeps us focused on a day of reckoning, that time when those individuals are going to get theirs. Fretting spins the situation into a continuous loop in the mind that plays over and over again as we try, without success, to make the perfect outcome happen. It causes us to desire retribution rather than peacemaking. We want our definition of justice and we want it now. And in the interim, life passes us by, we are kept from an abundant life, and are generally pretty miserable. Again, not kingdom living. Fretting also leads to resentment and threatens to keep us in a perpetual state of wrath and anger. It may result in making enemies. We need but to look at some of the seemingly insurmountable political division in our country to see the damage created by fretting. 
People in blue states fret about those they see as the enemy in the red states. And those in the red states fret about those horrible people in the blue states. If we're going to live in peace with one another, if we as Christians are going to live as Christ calls us to, the first step is we need to stop fretting and get over ourselves. Christ has given us a roadmap and tools how to do this. The problem is this, we are either not ready to do so or have grown to love fretting. And did I mention this is not kingdom living? Fretting steals our joy. Psalm 37 gives solid instruction for preserving our joy despite any circumstance in which we may find ourselves. There is a constant theme in this psalm of in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Be still before the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. And not only that, but God adds, and while you're doing those things, go out and do good. Be part of a solution rather than part of a problem. Doing good places our focus on others instead of eating up ourselves while indicting others. Jesus' ministry was outward, directed towards healing and bringing people to wholeness. And you know what? The expectation is the same for us. We are to be God's accomplices to usher in the kingdom to this broken world. We live in a really tough time. With all the crises in the world today, it's difficult not to despair. Individuals are filled with greed, worshiping the seductive idols of money and power, ignoring the pleas of the poor, the marginalized, and the stranger. It's an addiction because it's never enough. I love that phrase, and not really. He who dies with the most toys wins. It's positively infuriating. The obsession with maintaining power and wealth consumes every waking moment at the expense of those around them. I find it heartbreaking, death-dealing, and evil. And yet, in the midst of it all, God's instructions as relevant to us today as they were for the psalmist. Do not fret. God's words of comfort and assurance are clear. This will pass. It's not forever. Those who are evil will be cut off. And as Christians, if we truly believe that God is in control, we can take solace in the fact that those we see around us seemingly profiting by engaging in deceitful and corrupt practices will, in the words of the psalmist, wither and die. Just a little while longer, and they will not be. God is in control. Our fretting does nothing but set us from, the loving, set us from our loving creator and from the neighbors that we're called to love. As we hear in the gospel reading this morning, as well as in the psalm, what is in our control is how we act, how we respond. We are to love our enemies, do good to those who hate us, bless those who curse us, pray for those who abuse us. In short, we should fill those hours that we would otherwise spend fretting, living the lives that Jesus calls us to live.
So here's what we're to do. Trust, delight, commit, be still, rest, hope, bless, pray, forgive, but do not fret. In the name of the one who loves us and has given us life. Amen.